The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Can you believe it's Thursday already? Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Thursday, February 16th, 2023, Thursday of the sixth week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Thursday is a day to pray the luminous mysteries of the rosary. And our saint today is Saint Onesimus. Now, who is Saint Onesimus, you ask? All you have to do is read the short letter of Saint Paul to Philemon. He was a slave of Philemon who ran away. Paul baptized the slave and came to consider him his own son. Paul sent Onesimus back to Philemon with the epistle, asking Philemon to accept him no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a brother beloved especially to me, but even more so to you as a man in the Lord. So if you regard me as a partner, welcome him as you would me, and if he has done you any injustice or owes you anything, charge it to me. St. Onesimus died in about 68 A.D. St. Onesimus, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My God, I give you this day. I offer you now all of the good that I shall do, and I promise to accept for love of you all of the difficulty that I shall meet. Help me to conduct myself during this day in a manner pleasing to you. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray that parishes placing communion at the center may increasingly become communities of faith, fraternity, and welcome toward those most in need. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my God and Angel, intercede for me. Today we have the episode in which Jesus asks his disciples who people think he is. And then he asks the disciples who they think he is. It's the version of Mark and it's different from the longer version in Matthew. But the differences are really intriguing, really interesting. Let's unpack this a bit more in the presence of God. The version of Matthew is longer. It's known as the Commission of St. Peter, where he's made Pope, the first ever Pope. And the text shows more the reward for Peter's faith, the authority granted him. On this rock I will build my church, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Quick opportunity here to pray straight away for the Pope. But in Mark, in response to Peter's, you are the Christ, we simply read, and he gave them strict orders not to tell anyone about him. No reference to the reward, no granting of authority, all that's left out. And the text jumps straight away to the sufferings of Christ, that he must suffer grievously, be rejected, be put to death, and then rise again. Now Matthew gives this bit too, but because he also gives the part about all the authority Peter receives, the effect is softened. And then both Matthew and Mark show Jesus telling Peter, 
Get behind me, Satan. There's a very strong tradition that Mark is the Gospel of Peter, his preaching in Rome, which Mark recorded. So actually, Mark shows Peter's humility. He plays down a lot his authority, and he stresses more his mistake and the rebuke he received as a result. The sentence in Matthew is more of Peter's authority, though he also gets a dressing down, whereas in Mark the focus is much more on our Lord's suffering and how Peter and the other apostles fail to realise this. They want a glorious Messiah and fail to understand when Jesus frequently tells them he must be a suffering Messiah. This is a key idea in Mark, that Jesus must be a suffering Saviour, but his disciples constantly fail to get this. But the point is, my friend, you and I are Peter and the Apostles, because again and again we fail to understand and appreciate the value of the cross in our lives. St. Thomas More told his daughters, you can't get to heaven on a feather bed. But we'd certainly like to give it a try, and we can complain when hardships come our way. We are those dumb apostles who just don't get it when, as St. Jose Maria put it, the cross comes out to meet us. I want to link all this with the first reading from the book of Genesis, where we hear about the end of the flood. God sent a flood to destroy the known world then, because of the great sins of the people. But he saved righteous Noah and his family, warning him in advance and telling him to build an ark, which Noah did, with all sorts of animals on board too, male and female, so they could reproduce afterwards. So Lord God, even when you destroy the earth, you had its renewal and recreation already planned. And this teaches us so much about you, that whenever you make us lose something, you already have in mind something better that you're going to give us. After the flood, God blessed Noah and gave him the rainbow as a sign of the new covenant he is making with humanity, promising never again to destroy mankind. What's interesting, however, is the sign, a rainbow. How sad that this symbol is now being used for something which is certainly not God's plan for humanity and will not help to repopulate it. We see the devil at work here. But an interesting little detail is that God calls the rainbow his bow, i.e. like a bow and arrow. It's exactly the same word, that bow in the sky, as bow. In Hebrew it's the same word. So the image here is one of peace. Lord God, instead of firing arrows of punishment at us, you've now put your bow upside down on the ground. The bow is at rest. Mankind is now reconciled with God. And then, as someone who loves meat, comes one of my favourite passages in the Bible, where God allows humans to eat meat. I thank the Lord for this concession each time I tuck into a juicy steak. But that had not been the original plan in the Garden of Eden. Man and animals lived in perfect harmony, without violence to each other, and man was told only to eat fruit and vegetables. But now, after original sin and after the flood, humans are allowed to eat meat, just as animals eat each other. Certainly the original peace of creation has been lost, but God is still concerned about peace. In a sense, yes, animals come out worse from the episode of the flood, but humans come out better. God makes a clear distinction between them and us. Animals can be killed, but humans mustn't be. God lays down the law that we mustn't eat the blood of things, not even of animals. You can eat animals, but not their blood was the law. This was based on the idea at the time that the life of creatures was in their blood. Blood was seen as our life stream. And because of this, and because of the great dignity of humans, God insists that we must never ever shed human blood. He says, For your lifeblood I will surely require a reckoning. Whoever sheds the blood of man, 
by man shall his blood be shed. For God made man in his own image. How wonderful, Lord God. You made us in your image. And we can never thank you enough for that. So you're insisting that if we shed the blood of a fellow human being, you will shed our blood. In other words, we will be killed. And this is because of our special dignity as human beings. A dignity animals do not share. We are made in God's image, praise God, with a share in his spiritual life. So things were then. But let's now go back to Jesus and to his words. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. And he said this plainly. God insists that we mustn't shed the blood of others. But God became man that his blood might be shed. God forbids violence against our fellow humans but comes to earth so that we can do violence against him. To shed blood would lead to our own death. But God made man allows his own blood to be shed to give us life. Jesus, what an example you give us. You are truly the true leader. The true leader is one who is ready to suffer for others to spare them suffering. One ready to die for others to give them life. Jesus, it's as if you were saying, you mustn't kill others, but I will let you kill me, because through this I will save you. Don't do violence to others, but your violence to me will save you. And that's why Jesus must absolutely go to the cross and die, because this is our salvation. How different this is from what we see throughout the world, where political leaders in various places, in their madness, are causing the death of others. Jesus, you are truly the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. And this is precisely what is involved in being a good leader, a good shepherd. And this is what Jesus is trying to teach Peter, particularly here in the Gospel of Mark. The stress, as said, is not on Peter's authority, as in Matthew. It's on suffering and dying for the sheep. When Peter tries to get round this, he's firmly put in his place by Jesus, even called Satan, that is, tempter, accuser. Because without realising it, He's trying to divert Jesus from the way which will save us. We're getting close to Lent, and it would be good to pray for good Lent, including the willingness to suffer a bit, to deny ourselves, to die to ourselves, to find some good acts of penance and sacrifice. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to inspire some good ideas in us, which we can then try to live out. Let's show our valuing of human life by being willing to lose something of our own for its sake. If we're ready to lose our time, our comfort, our pleasure, our luxury, to enhance the life of someone else, we are showing true value for the lives of others, and also true leadership. This might involve giving up something and giving the savings from what we've given up to some charity for the needy. Or we simply offer up our little sacrifice for those suffering. Lord, I'll not have chocolate, and I offer it up for the victims of the earthquake in Syria and Turkey. Or I'll give up alcohol, and I'll offer it for peace in the Ukraine and so on. Our sacrifices win life for others. And so we see Mary at the foot of the cross, uniting herself to her son's suffering. She stands there willingly, offering herself in sacrifice along with her son. Open our eyes, Holy Mother, to the value of the cross, willingly accepted, loved, embraced. Instead of us having a victim complex, imagining we're suffering, we're not. Let's be willing to be victims, true victims, really trying to sacrifice ourselves for others. As St. Josemaria put it, no ideal becomes a reality without sacrifice. Deny yourself. It's so beautiful to be a victim. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. 
I ask for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Garden Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 15 minutes past the hour, and this is Daybreak. It's Thursday of the sixth week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin this day of prayer, joining with the whole church, as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. O God, be gracious and bless us, and let your face shed its light upon us. So will your ways be known upon earth. And all nations learn your saving help. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the nations be glad and exult. For you rule the world with justice. With fairness you rule the peoples. You guide the nations on earth. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. The earth has yielded its fruit, for God our God has blessed us. May God still give us his blessing, till the ends of the earth revere him. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy.
Lord, you are our Savior. We will praise you forever. Lord, we are our Savior. We will praise you forever. We heard with our own ears, O God. Our fathers have told us the story of the things you did in their days, you, yourself, in days long ago. To plant them, you uprooted the nations. To let them spread, you laid peoples low. No sword of their own won the land. No arm of their own brought them victory. It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face, for you loved them. It is you, my king, my God, who granted victories to Jacob. Through you, we beat down our foes. In your name, we trampled our aggressors. For it was not in my bow that I trusted, nor yet was I saved by my sword. It was you who saved us from our foes. It was you who put our foes to shame. All day long our boast was in God, and we praised your name without ceasing. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Lord, we are our Savior. We will praise you forever. Spare us, O Lord. Do not bring your own people into contempt. Spare us, O Lord. Do Do not not bring your own people into contempt. Yet now you have rejected us, disgraced us. You no longer go forth with our armies. You make us retreat from the foe, and our enemies plunder us at will. You make us like sheep for the slaughter and scatter us among the nations. You sell your own people for nothing and make no profit by the sale. You make us the taunt of our neighbors, the laughingstock of all who are near. Among the nations, you make us a byword. Among the peoples, a thing of derision. All day long, my disgrace is before me. My face is covered with shame at the voice of the taunter, the scoffer, at the sight of the foe and avenger. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Spare us, O Lord. Do Do not not bring your own people into contempt. Rise up, O Lord, and save us. For you are merciful. Rise Rise up, up, O Lord, Lord, and and save save us. For for you you are merciful. merciful. This befell us that we had not forgotten you, that we had not been false to your covenant, though we had not withdrawn our hearts, though our feet had not strayed from your path. Yet you have crushed us in a place of sorrows and covered us with the shadow of death. Had we forgotten the name of our God? Or stretched out our hands to another God? Would not God have found this out, he who knows the secrets of the heart? It is for you we face death all day long, and are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Awake, O Lord! 
Why do you sleep? Arise, do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our oppression and misery? For we are brought down low to the dust. Our body lies prostrate on the earth. Stand up and come to our help. Redeem us because of your love. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it was, was in the, in the beginning, beginning, is now, is now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, rise up and come to our aid. With your strong arm, lead us to freedom, as you mightily delivered our forefathers. Since you are the King who knows the secrets of our hearts, fill them with the light of truth. Rise, rise up, up, O Lord, and save us, for you, you are merciful. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. From the book of Proverbs. Blessings are for the head of the just, but a rod for the back of the fool. The memory of the just will be blessed, but the name of the wicked will rot. A wise man heeds commands, but a prating fool, fool will be overthrown. He who walks honestly walks securely. But those whose ways are crooked will fare badly. He who winks at a fault causes trouble. But he who frankly reproves promotes peace. A fountain of life is the mouth of the just, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. Hatred stirs up disputes, but love covers all offenses. On the lips of the intelligent is found wisdom. But the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. Wise men store up knowledge, but the mouth of a fool is imminent ruin. The rich man's wealth is his strong city. The ruination of the lowly is their poverty. The just man's recompense leads to life, and the gains of the wicked to sin. A path to life is his, who heeds admonition but he who disregards reproof goes astray. It is the lips of a liar that conceal hostility, but he who spreads accusations is a fool. Where words are many, sin is not wanting, but he who restrains his lips does well. Like choice silver is the just man's tongue, the heart of the wicked is of little worth. The just man's lips nourish many, but fools die for want of sins. It is the Lord's blessing that brings wealth, and no effort can substitute for it. Crime is the entertainment of the fool, so is wisdom for the man of sins. What the wicked man fears will befall him, but the desire of the just will be granted. When the tempest passes, the wicked man is no more, but the just man is established forever. As vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes is the sluggard to those who use him as a messenger. The fear of the Lord prolongs life, but the years of the wicked are brief. The hope of the just brings them joy, but the expectation of the wicked comes to naught. The Lord is a stronghold to him who walks honestly, but to evildoers their downfall.
The just man will never be disturbed, but the wicked will not abide in the land. The mouth of the just yields wisdom, but the perverse tongue will be cut off. The lips of the just know how to please, but the mouth of the wicked how to pervert. The Word of the Lord The mouth of the just man utters wisdom, and his tongue speaks what is right. The The law law of God God is is in in his his heart. heart. The just man will be remembered forever. He shall have no fear of evil news. The The law law of God God is is in in his his heart. heart. From the Explanations of the Psalms by St. Ambrose, Bishop We must always meditate on God's wisdom, keeping it in our hearts and on our lips. Your tongue must speak justice. The law of God must be in your heart. Hence, Scripture tells you, You shall speak of these commandments when you sit in your house, and when you walk along the way, and when you lie down, and when you get up. Let us then speak of the Lord Jesus, for he is wisdom. He is the Word, the Word indeed of God. It is also written, Open your lips and let God's Word be heard. God's Word is uttered by those who repeat Christ's teaching and meditate on His sayings. Let us always speak this Word. When we speak about wisdom, we are speaking of Christ. When we speak about virtue, we are speaking of Christ. When we speak about justice, we are speaking of Christ. When we speak about peace, we are speaking of Christ. When we speak about truth and life and redemption, we are speaking of Christ. Open your lips, says Scripture, and let God's word be heard. It is for you to open. It is for him to be heard. So David said, I shall hear what the Lord says in me. The very Son of God says, Open your lips, and I will fill them. Not all can attain to the perfection and wisdom as Solomon or Daniel did, but the Spirit of wisdom is poured out on all according to their capacity, that is, on all the faithful. If you believe, you have the Spirit of wisdom. Meditate, then, at all times on the things of God, and speak the things of God when you sit in your house. By house, we can understand the church or the secret place within us, so that we are to speak within ourselves. Speak with prudence, so as to avoid falling into sin as by excess of talking. When you sit in your house, speak to yourself as if you were a judge. When you walk along the way, speak so as never to be idle. You speak along the way if you speak in Christ, for Christ is the way. When you walk along the way, speak to yourself, speak to Christ. Hear him say to you, I desire that in every place men should pray, lifting holy hands without anger or quarreling. When you lie down, speak, so that the sleep of death may not still upon you. 
listen and learn how you are to speak as you lie down. I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling place for the God of Jacob. When you get up or rise again, speak of Christ so as to fulfill what you are commanded. Listen and learn how Christ is to awaken you from sleep. Your soul says, I hear my brother knocking at the door. Then Christ says to you, Open the door to me, my sister, my spouse. Listen and learn how you are to awaken Christ. Your soul says, I charge you, daughters of Jerusalem, awaken or reawaken the love of my heart. Christ is that love. God has given us Christ Jesus to be our wisdom, our strength, our holiness, and our redemption. This This is why why Scripture tells us, Let him who would boast, boast boast in in the Lord. Of his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. This This is is why Scripture scripture tells us, Let Let him who would boast, boast in the Lord. Let us pray. O God, who teach us that you abide in hearts that are just and true, grant that we may be so fashioned by your grace as to become a dwelling place pleasing to you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. 23 minutes before the hour, today's gospel is coming right up, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Thursday, February 16th, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, it's that episode where Jesus says to his apostles, Who do you say that I am? It's from the eighth chapter of the Gospel of Mark. Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he asked his disciples, Who do men say that I am? John the Baptist, and others say Elijah, and others one of the prophets. But who do you say that I am? You are the Christ. Jesus charged them to tell no one about him, and he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things, and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said this plainly, Peter took him and began to rebuke him. But turning and seeing his disciples, Jesus rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, for you are not on the side of God, but of men. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, you've heard it said before, the holy sacrifice of the Mass is the source and summit of our Catholic life. But just what does that mean? 
Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. The Mass is the most important and the most fruitful of our personal encounters with God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The whole of the Trinity is present in the Eucharistic sacrifice, which is the best way of corresponding with the divine love, the most pleasing to God. The Mass is the center and source of a Christian spiritual life. Just as the radii of a circle all converge on its center, so all our actions, our words, and our thoughts have to be centered on the sacrifice of the altar. Everything we do obtains its redeeming value there. It helps the Christian life greatly if we renew our morning offering during the Mass. We offer all that we are engaged in throughout the day, uniting it in desire to the Mass of the following day, or to that which is being said nearby or in any part of the world. Thus, in a mysterious but real way, our day forms part of the Mass. In a certain way, our day becomes a prolongation of the sacrifice of the altar. Our existence and our activity is, as it were, the matter of the Eucharistic sacrifice to which it is directed and in which it is offered. The Holy Mass orders and centers the entire day with its joys and sorrows. Our very weaknesses are purified insofar as they form part of a life offered up to God. We will do our work better if we remember that we have placed it on the priest's paten, or if we unite ourselves internally with another Mass at which we are unable to be physically present. The same will happen with the other events of the day, the small sacrifices of family life, weariness, sorrow. At the same time, the happenings of the day are all an excellent preparation for the Mass on the following day. This preparation will be intensified as we draw closer to the time of Mass, avoiding any hint of routine. Never get used to celebrating or attending the Holy Sacrifice. In fact, do so with such devotion as you would if it were the only Mass of your life, knowing that Christ, God and man, head and body, is always present, and together, therefore, with our Lord, the whole of His Church. To obtain the fruits God wants to give us in each Mass, we must also take care of the preparation of our soul and get ourselves ready for our participation in the liturgical rites, conscious of what we are doing with devotion and full collaboration. So we should be punctual as a first sign of courtesy to God, as well as to the others who will be attending the same Mass. We will take care of our appearance and of the way we sit or kneel down like someone in the presence of a friend who is at the same time our God and Lord. We show him reverence and respect as a sign of our faith and love. We follow the rites of the liturgy and make our own the acclamations, the hymns, the periods of silence, calmly filling the whole Mass with acts of faith and love, particularly the moment of the consecration. We live each of the parts of the Mass, sincerely asking forgiveness when we pray the penitential rite, following the readings attentively. If we live the holy sacrifice with piety, with love, we will go out into the streets afterwards filled with immense joy, firmly disposed to show the vitality of our faith with deeds. You are the Christ. Very close to Jesus, we will find Mary, who was present at the foot of the cross. She shared in our redemption in a full and particular way. 
she will show us the feelings and dispositions with which we should live the Eucharistic sacrifice in which her son offers himself. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fourteen minutes before the hour, we pray once again with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Stir up your mighty power, Lord. Come to our aid. Stir up your mighty power, Lord. Come to our aid. O Shepherd of Israel, hear us. You who lead Joseph's flock, shine forth from your cherubim throne upon Ephraim, Benjamin, Manasseh. O Lord, rouse up your might. O Lord, come to our help. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us and we shall be saved. Lord God of hosts, how long will you frown on your people's plea? You have fed them with tears for their bread, an abundance of tears for their drink. You have made us the taunt of our neighbors. Our enemies laugh us to scorn. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us, and we shall be saved. You brought a vine out of Egypt. To plant it, you drove out the nations. Before it, you cleared the ground. It took root and spread through the land. The mountains were covered with its shadow, the cedars of God with its boughs. It stretched out its branches to the sea, to the great river it stretched out its shoots. Then why have you broken down its walls? It is plucked by all who pass by. It is ravaged by the boar of the forest, devoured by the beasts of the field. God of hosts, Turn again, we implore. Look down from heaven and see. Visit this vine and protect it, the vine your right hand has planted. Men have burnt it with fire and destroyed it. May they perish at the frown of your face. May your hand be on the man you have chosen, the man you have given your strength, and we shall never forsake you again. Give us life, that we may call upon your name. God of hosts, bring us back. Let your face shine on us and we shall be saved. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it, as it was, was in, in the, the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, eternal shepherd, you so tend the vineyard you planted that now it extends its branches even to the farthest coast. Look down on your church and come to us. Help us remain in your Son as branches on the vine that, planted firmly in your love, we may testify before the whole world to your great power working everywhere. 
Stir up your mighty power, Lord. Come to our aid. The Lord has worked marvels for us. Make it known to the ends of the world. The Lord has worked marvels for us. Make it known to the ends of the world. I give you thanks, O Lord, though you have been angry with me. Your anger has abated, and you have consoled me. God indeed is my Savior. I am confident and unafraid. My strength and my courage is the Lord, and He has been my Savior. With joy you will draw water at the fountain of salvation and say on that day, Give thanks to the Lord, acclaim his name. Among the nations make known his deeds. Proclaim how exalted is his name. Sing praise to the Lord for his glorious achievement. Let this be known throughout all the earth. Shout with exultation, O city of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. The Lord has worked marvels for us. Make it known to the ends of the world. Ring out your joy to God our strength. Ring out your joy to God our strength. Ring out your joy to God our strength. Shout in triumph to the God of Jacob. Raise a song and sound the timbrel, the sweet-sounding harp and the lute. Blow the trumpet at the new moon when the moon is full on our feast. For this is Israel's law, a command of the God of Jacob. He imposed it as a rule on Joseph when he went out against the land of Egypt. A voice I did not know said to me, I freed your shoulder from the burden. Your hands were freed from the load. You called in distress, and I saved you. I answered concealed in the storm cloud. At the waters of Mirabah I tested you. Listen, my people, to my warning. O Israel, if only you would heed. Let there be no foreign god among you, no worship of an alien god. I am the Lord, your God, who brought you from the land of Egypt. Open wide your mouth, and I will fill it. But my people did not heed my voice, and Israel would not obey. So I left them in their stubbornness of heart to follow their own designs. Oh, that my people would heed me, that Israel would walk in my ways. At once I would subdue their foes, turn my hand against their enemies. The Lord's enemies would cringe at their feet, and their subjection would last forever. But Israel I would feed with finest wheat, and fill them with honey from the rock. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. 
Lord God, open our mouths to proclaim your glory. Help us leave sin behind and to rejoice in professing your name. Ring Ring out out your your joy joy to to God, God, our our strength. A reading from the letter to the Romans. The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but of justice, peace, and the joy that is given by the Holy Spirit. Whoever serves Christ in this way pleases God and wins the esteem of men. Let us, then, make it our aim to work for peace and to strengthen one another. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. In the early hours of the morning, I think of you, O Lord. In the the early early hours hours of of the morning, morning, I I think think of you, O Lord. Always you are there to help me. I I think think of of you, O Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. In In the the early hours of the morning, I think of you, O Lord. Give your people knowledge of salvation, Lord. And forgive us our sins. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Give your people knowledge of salvation, Lord, and forgive us our sins. Let us pray. Blessed be God, our Father, who protects his children and never spurns their prayers. Let us humbly implore him. Enlighten us, Lord. Enlighten us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for enlightening us through your Son. Fill us with his light throughout the day. Enlighten us, Lord. Let your wisdom lead us today, Lord. That we may walk in the newness of life. Enlighten us, Lord. May we bear hardships with courage for your namesake. And be generous in serving you. Enlighten us, Lord. Direct our thoughts, feelings, and actions this day. Help us to follow your providential guidance. Enlighten us, Lord. 
Gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us offer the prayer Christ himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, true light and source of all light, listen to our morning prayer. Turn our thoughts to what is holy, and may we ever live in the light of your love. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Hey, Thursday is just waiting for you to make it holy. Morning air is coming up next. Patrick Madrid a bit later on. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. You go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.